series in memory of Orna Bas Chaim, um, Orna, uh, Light and Motion. And um, we're going to say a couple of, we're, we're, we've been thinking about um, why we increase in learning at night from the 15th above and on. And we're going to say a verse about Akev. Of course, Akev is the heel. And Akev, uh, Akev Tishman, if you will listen to my, my ways. Here's the question. How do you, um, how do you listen from your heel? Right? If Akev means a few different things, how do you listen to Hashem from your heel? You would think that you have to listen from your heart. You have to listen from your, your, your neshama. But how do you listen from your heel? And obviously, I'm just, theorizing, it's a very powerful idea because when we learn Tyra, and this is connected to learning Tyra at night after the 15th above, when we learn Tyra, we want to, I feel, we want to get it out of our head and into our bones. As long as it's on our head, in our head, that's when you see people, you know, someone asks a question and the other person is thinking, ah, let me try to remember what somebody said the answer was. That's called Tyra in my head. I have it stored in my head. I can't remember. I have to try to remember what the teacher said. It's in my head. I don't want it in my head. I want it to seep down into my bones, seep down all the way down to my heels, so that I may not be able to repeat a fancy verse, but it becomes me. It becomes me. And then, why would I, so to speak, listen to Hashem? And why would I pay attention to what Hashem is saying? Because if I'm doing it from my heel, Akev, and of course that Ikhshah to the Mashiach in these last moments, then you could say that I'm, I have a relationship with Hashem in which it seeped into my bones. That's what we want. Our relationship should, and what we learn should seep into our bones. It's okay if I don't remember it. People usually say, oh, I can't listen to a shear because I don't have the time to sit down and listen and take notes. Who says you have to listen and take notes? <laughs> Just let it go into your system and seep into your bones all the way down to your heels so that even your heels will just feel instinctively like they have to they want to have a relationship with the chef. So that's in terms of Akev. Um, in terms of um, we we we've been speaking about why you increase in learning at night. We said it it's of Chaim Malchayev, it adds life to your life. And so um, uh, and we want to know what it has to do with the 15th above. These very hours, these nighttime hours after, starting with the 15th above. But why? So one thing we want to know is, you know, what is the 15th above all about? Now we're in Chof Av. Chof Av is the whole other Indian. Chof Av is um, the your site of Rev. Levi and and we're talking about a tzaddik whose whole mitzvah was Mashiach's nefesh for Yidna. Matzah, right? You know the Reb Levi just exemplified by that 
knew that he has to be Maisa Nefesh, and he really was with his own life, to make sure that you didn't have matzahs for Pesach, plus a million of, millions of other things, but why matzahs for Pesach? So that they should eat the matzah and experience that relationship with Hashem that's all the way down in their heels. So that's Chafav. But when we come, going back to the 15th of Av, and from the Mikan Ve'elech Maisif, from, from the 15th of Av and on, including Chafav, increase in learning. And we know that we're now in the second half of the month. The light is diminishing. And as the light diminishes, good things happen and not good things happen. The good thing is, any sense of ego or self is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, which means that you can achieve bigger things from a place that you don't know it's you. Called, in fancy Hasidic terms, getting close to the essence and getting close to the birth of the new you, Rosh Chodesh. And at the same time, the light is getting lesser. The light is diminishing. So we're never too happy when the light is diminishing unless we understand that as the light diminishes, the visible light diminishes, the real good light is increasing. So since we are connected to the moon, we're compared to the moon, when we look at the moon, we understand ourselves. The Seder with the moon of Aliyah and Yerida, the moon gets bigger and smaller. It's always happening. It's half of the month, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, then the full moon, then it gets smaller and smaller, and then it's gone. So there's a Hira from the beginning of the month. What are we supposed to do? If we are compared to the moon, we watch the moon, and it tells us what? Keep increasing. Go, go higher. Yichayel Yichayel. Hmm. Okay, we know that. Mylan Bekaitish. Keep going higher. I'm the moon. We're the moon. Especially as women. We're the moon. We're connected to the moon. So if we keep going higher and higher and bigger and bigger, what do we do about this fact that it comes to the 15th of the month and then everything seems to get smaller? And especially today, Chaf Av. Everything seems to get smaller. Rev. Levi Yitzchak really lived during a time when the situation of the Yidden was so awful. It was so horrifically oppressive. How many millions of Jews were exterminated by Stalin Yimachshaman? And Rev. Levi himself, how much he suffered. It was, it was for the Yidden a very small time, very diminished, very contracted, very oppressed. It was the second half of the month time, time of a, type of a time. The fact that Reb Levi Yitzchak was nostalgic in the second half of the, half of the month, that makes sense. Because it was such a oppressed time all of his life. Of course, his passing, which sums up everything that he achieved in his life, would express that, a very contracted time when things just are getting darker 
and darker and darker. Only internally they were getting lighter. You have to have the eyes to be able to see it. So, um, so there's a difference between the for the um, when the in the first half of the month and the second again very big difference in the first half of the month. If you don't see the full moon, um, it's because it isn't yet living up to its full potential. Watch this. The moon is born, and then you have a small moon every day. What do you feel when you see in the first half of the month? You feel like, don't worry, moon, you have a lot of potential. You're going to get bigger every day. Slowly, slowly, you're getting there. It's, you see a smallness. But it's an upbeat type of smallness. Don't worry. You're going to get there. You'll be a full moon. Just like last month you were a full moon. You will be. It's not full yet. But in the second half of the month, then we see this lack of fullness as a myla. Gemara says, the moon was told, go make yourself small. We are small. This tool of making ourselves small, like the heel, the akef, this is one of our most powerful tools. And in from the 15th of Av and on, what do we want to do? We want to learn Tyra at night. It makes us small. And when it makes us small, the Tyra that we learn goes all the way down to our heels. So when we are in our full of idol, shining fully, yeah, imagine those days, those times in your life when you were just shining fully, just spreading light, shining away, right? Power, powerful light, you're doing what you're good at and you're shining both for yourself and having influence on others. There is a problem. You might think when you're fully shining that it's your light. You might, you realize, wow, I am really illuminating the world. Where could you get stuck thinking that I am really illuminating the world? And that's why the moon has built into it the moment it can get to this feeling of, look how much I'm shining. I am really shining light on the world. It has built into the mechanism an ability to forget I am built, I am illuminating the world. It has built into it an ability to gradually, very gently, take away from us any possibility of thinking that I am doing it. When we're talking about the essential of Ida, for myself or for somebody else, we can't diminish in life. There's stuff we have to do. And we have to just keep increasing. The change is how you feel. Does that mean I come to the second half of the month and say, like, oh, my goodness, stop with doing so much. You're just going to feel more egotistical. So I can't do less. I have to keep shining more. When I come to the full moon, the next day I should shine even stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. So that's not diminishing, right? 
It's not how much light I spread. I have to keep on spreading light. But it's a question of my mindset. Um, I need to then look at the moon and say, I'm learning a lot about myself from the moon. I'm seeing the full moon. That shows me the kind of potential I have. And I'm also seeing that when I can see my potential and I start to actualize it, the mechanism has to be built into me in which I realize that I need to make myself smaller and smaller. And that, and we'll end off here in another paragraph. And that's the Seder in the advice of a person. When you come to the shlemus of what you can achieve in shining light, then you need to start a whole new thing. Getting smaller. Getting to the point, coming to the point where you don't, not only do you not think it's you who's shining light, ultimately, there's no sense of you, me. That's the Nasiyadur. And of course, on Chaf Av, how does the Nasiyadur live with that feeling of, I didn't know there's a me? When from such a father, Reb Levi Yitzchak, no sense of me. I, me, there's no sense of me. It's just Hashem wants things and is going through me. And that's like the moon. After the moon, that after it's that big, big moon, it gets smaller and smaller, and then it's born. And now we understand that in the second half of the month, when the month, the light is getting smaller and smaller, what's really happening is there's an increase. In this half of the month, and especially if we're saying on Chos Av, are things decreasing? Physical, visible light is. But really it's increasing. In this half of the month, it's increasing. What? What's increasing? This intense relationship with Hashem that goes all the way down to my heels, and then I I can shine that light without having the sense that it's me. And so, let's just pull this all together. Oops. I don't know if I can. Okay. So, Mylan Bekaitish, we have to understand, if we go higher and higher, the Avaita that comes after the 15th of Av, after the full moon, is continuation of the Haisafa. It's even more. Not only that the Avaita of the second half of the month is in a way that it's, it's more and more and more. You've got more and more to do. It's just more deeper stuff. Deeper stuff. The Avaita in the second half of the month is even higher than the first. And the Indian is the Avaita in the second half of the month, or the first half of the month, is we're shining light. Or, and the Avaita in the second half of the month, you're tapping into the Ma'or. So which one would you rather do? Which one? One is you're doing a lot of stuff. Then the other one is you're coming from the source of light. The Avaita in the second half of the month is more bittle, less sense of self. And through this we come to you take me, says Hashem. You take the, the, the source of light. So, let's just sum it up. But on Chaf Av, first of all, we're thinking memory of Orna Baschaim. So, Orna, light in motion, right? We're talking about light, light in motion and Baschaim, life. 
life and life. That's who we're speaking in memory of. And so on this holy day of Chaf Av, the Rebbe's father, we, 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 we relate stories of the incredible mysterious nefesh that came from an individual that didn't realize that he was having mysterious nefesh, just a Zionist Anzish. This is the way it has to be. There's a need for a minion, and to end off with this, I think everybody knows that famous story, that there was a need, I think that there was a couple in his building, Reblegit's building, that needed to have a chuppah, and there were, for sure, not. First of all, the chuppah was so dangerous. I mean, anybody, you know, in a minute to Siberia. That's number one. And so it seems that Reb Levitt, he said, but we have to have a minion. So what's to do if you have to have a minion? There were six, seven men there. But what should this couple do? Not get married under a chuppah, not do it the holy way? And so it seems that Reb Levitt went around the building and he went to one individual... The informer, the informer, the one that, if they, he's a spy on all of them, and he could turn any one of them into the KGB. And he was Jewish. And Reb Levick went to him, knocked on the door, and said, we need you for a minion. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the magnitude of this? <laughs> this person was there to spy on us, of course, no one was ever allowed to do a chuppah. And of course no one was ever allowed to have a minion. So to go to his door and admit him, we're doing a chuppah and we have a minion, that would be instant Siberia. One thing, you know, to try to be careful, you shouldn't see. To go and admit it to him? That's the end, Pastor Shalom. But Reb Levis knew, here's a couple that has to have the proper chuppah, it's going to be what it's going to be. And he invited him. And unbelievably, this informer, he came. And he was one of the part of the minion. And he became, for those moments, holy. No informing, no anything. So this is, this is the influence. This is the level that Reb Levick lived on and the influence of, of this Kayach and the influence of the Kayach of learning at night in darkness from Tuba, from the 15th of Av and on, that that sense of this is what I need to do in life. This is, here's the mitzvah. Let's do it. And let's do it now. So we say Hashem, Shepchitamesim now, of all, all the Tzadikim, especially Reb Levick, and we should find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now.